Good morning, everyone. The Mary Griffith Show is underway. And, of course, this is the Thursday that we always talk about the future of the city of Quincy. Quincy Mayor Mike Trope is so wonderful to have come. And he brought with him Jeff Conti. Jeffrey Conti has never been on the Mary Griffith Show before. Even though I love having engineers and scientific people here. Yeah, right. <laughs> because Jeffrey is not the most talkative person in the world. Correct. But we're going to talk about a topic that you're kind of in charge of, so you're going to have to give us some answers. We're getting ready to make a major change in the way that Quincy citizens recycle. They're not stopping recycling. We're just changing the mechanism with which items are recycled. We are going from a curbside pickup, which, frankly, you could have opted out of, uh, you don't have to pay the $5 to have it picked up at your curb. If you care about our good planet Earth, of course, most people opted into that. But some people said, no, I don't care. Um, so we're all going to save 5 bucks at least because that's going to come off of our bill. But some people still want to recycle. So the city has set up two for sure and three. It's coming. Are you going to announce today where it is? Uh by tomorrow. By tomorrow, of yes. course. Don't, yes. <laughs> Jeff. One way to really make me mad is to save an announcement for tomorrow when you're on the Mary Griffith. Well, if show I today. could announce it today, I would, okay. but I'm unable to. Okay. Well, as long as it's not in my front yard, I don't really care. We got well, enough trash Jeffrey there. Jeffrey can come back tomorrow. <laughs> That's yeah. true. He could. Yes. Okay. I know he's just dying. The more airtime he gets, the better. So let's talk first of all about how we're going to be recycling. Uh, we're going to these these uh, stationary bins. And we'll pull up there in our car or truck, and we will offload the stuff that the garbage men used to pick up. So explain how that's going to work yeah, and where, so the, where the stations are. So <clears throat> so right now we have the, um, the North 12th Street there at the Pepsi uh, for the north side of town. On the south side we have the Hy-Vee and Harrison. And there will be at least four containers at each site, uh, one for cardboard, one for mixed paper, one for plastics, aluminum, tin cans, and one for glass. So when you come up to the site, there will be platforms to, to walk up and down the, uh, the containers, and you can just drop your materials into the appropriate uh, bins for recycling. And you're hoping that people will be care- careful and not contaminate the bins by putting things in that don't belong there. Absolutely. Um, so the, the key to recycling, of course, is keeping it clean. And uh, if, if you really care about recycling, then, then avoiding contamination should be, you know, important to you. No garbage. Don't be dumping your garbage there to try to save Absolutely money. no garbage. That's correct. Okay. Yes. Will there be any kind of surveillance that if you have a problem with this, you can go back and review the tape and see who's doing it? Yes. We will have uh, lighting and as well as uh, video cameras and cameras that take pictures of uh, of every person who visits the site. So there will be, um, you know, a snapshot of your license plate if you do something that's uh, you're not supposed to be doing. So make sure your hair is combed when you take out your trash because... <laughs> very important that you look good on camera. Well, we're not going to be watching it. We'll only go back and review oh, the tapes okay. if someone does something that they shouldn't be doing. Okay. And, Mary, if I can add, the for the last couple of years, three years, I believe now, we've had the glass recycling out at 48th and Broadway, and that has really collected tons of glass that normally was going into uh, the landfill, and that program has worked so well. It actually led to the idea of what we're doing and we you know our crews will check that we don't take that bin out 
on is almost what monthly a little monthly over, yeah you know maybe four to six weeks depending on just how fast it gets full but that was really if you will the the guinea pig test and the the public has really embraced that quite nicely now another thing that's come up what about people who live outside of quincy can they use this or is it only for quincy citizens well it, it's it was intended for city quincy's uh Quincy residents, but there's not going to be anyone there checking uh, IDs. So if someone from the county comes in, then I, I, they will be able to use it. There'll be no one to stop them. Okay, but answer, let me let me clarify that. Do you want them to do it? Or you don't care if they do it, or well, the city's paying for this, so it really should be just for city people. Well, the, the the towns in the in the rural parts of Adams County each have their own monthly recycling, and that is paid for by the county. And it'd be best if they use that. But um, again, no one's going to be stopping them from using. It. We we would encourage only city residents to use it. Okay. Encourage only city residents to use it. There are other options. However, uh, probably no formal sanction or anything like that will happen to somebody uh, because the odd bottom line is we want recycling to happen. But recycling Correct. costs. I think a lot of people think like, well, I'm going to get rich if I take all this cardboard down somewhere, yeah. you know, and they're just going to give me millions of dollars for it. Mayor Trope, this came into being because you really couldn't afford the recycling program anymore. It wasn't paying for itself by any stretch. And with dwindling dollars, you just had to come up with some other form to yeah. make it less costly. Yeah, in, in that review, you know, we have uh, three recycling trucks that currently operate the curbside pickup. Uh, they're expensive. Uh, they're somewhere a little, uh, approximately $300,000 each to replace. We need three new ones coming up. Uh, you know, that cost versus the number of people that actually recycle. The number of people recycling has dwindled over the years. The amount of tonnage that the city recycles has also decreased over the last several years. And so part of this is to actually try to find a way to increase the volume of recycled materials. So we think the with the glass recycling doing as well as it has been, uh, that I think was a win uh, that former Alderman uh, Averkamp, Katie Averkamp, you know, brought to the council uh, when she was involved, and that turns out to be a great uh, project uh, and, and fulfills a significant need. I think now with this recycling, it's our hope that the volume of recycled material will increase even this first year. Uh, yes, you're going to have to literally drive it to one of the three sites, but I think the sites are going to be well lit, easy to use. The bins are tall because of the expected volume. We can't just get, you know, something smaller. So we've had to make steps and ramps, you know, for the public to get up and uh, easily drop off their recycled materials. But uh, it should bring, you know, our cost of trash decrease, uh uh, take longer time to fill up the landfill across the river. I'm, you know, I am surprised that recycling is on the on the decline. It, it really saddens me because, of course, so much of this stuff, especially glass, it takes a million years for that to break down when it gets into the landfill. My guests today are Jeffrey Conti and Mayor Mike Trope, and we're going to talk about what you can and cannot put in the recycle bins. This is a chance for everybody in the city of Quincy 
to recycle free of charge. There will be no charge to you. The bins are located in a kind of a triangular effect. Uh, you'll drive by one of them for sure at least once a week or once a month, so it shouldn't be any problem for people to offload there. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We're back. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Mary Griffith, the Mary Griffith Show. We're talking today about the new recycling program. Would it be safe to say that next Monday, uh, that's the last week for recycling? So you'll have the whole week, even though it says starts March 1st. If Thursday or Friday is your pickup day, you're going to continue it through the first week in March, right? That's correct. We're going okay. to pick up till Friday. And then, so you've got a whole week to go through your house and find every paper, every cardboard, every plastic bottle you want to throw away and get it out curbside because after that you have to haul it yourself, which I don't think most people will mind. I think this is a nice compromise uh, talking about, you know, uh, the cost advantage. Of course, you know my heart stands with curbside recycling. I always will, but I'm tired of beating that dead horse. The mayor has given me a missive to cease and desist. So let's talk about paper. Newspaper, magazines, any of your junk mail, any regular paper, even book pages, but not the covers. There'll be a bin there marked paper, and that stuff all goes in there, office paper, stuff like that, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Not to be confused with a separate bin, which is for cardboard. So talk about what goes in there. Cardboard would be your uh, corrugated cardboard boxes, cereal boxes, um, soda, uh, you know, when you buy a pack of soda in that kind of paper-type cardboard goes in there. Shoe boxes, um, anything that's... Paper towel, toilet paper. Rolls. Rolls, Rolls, yep, Mm -hmm. yep. So not... The thin paper, but the the heavier material, the heavier stock. That's so when you'd make dinner, your rice aroni box, stuff like that. Correct. Things that are made not out of paper, but a little bit thicker cardboard. Don't contaminate the paper bin with the cardboard. So kind of when you're going to be taking this stuff, have a bag for the, for paper, have a bag for, for cardboard, correct. have maybe another container for tin, plastic, and aluminum. And again, this is stuff you've always been collecting. It's not anything new. But you've got to be sure now, nobody's sorting it for you. You've got to get it in the right bin. Yes, and the, the better the sorting that's done, obviously, the, um, for the city, the less expense there is. Because this, everything goes, will go to Quincy Recycle. And if there's contamination, then they have to shut down the product line and, and, and sort stuff out. So to keep the, prop, uh, the program going and to keep the program affor- affordable, you know, it's really important that people do the proper yeah. sorting. Take your label off your tin can, for example. So, like, yes. I can put a Campbell's soup can in, but I have to take the Campbell's take the soup label off. Label off, yeah. So, no use to buy designer food anymore. I can get cheap. Because you can get rid of it, right. Get cheap, save a lot <laughs> brands, and nobody will know what a cheapskate I am because I'm going to take. And I can put the label, though, in the paper. In the paper, that's right. Then that's everybody right. will know what a cheapskate yeah. I am. And, and, Mary, for those people that have been uh, doing the curbside recycling, they're able to keep those orange bins to continue to sort and separate the we do have more orange bins if they'd like to buy another one or two to help sort things out during the week they can come down to the city and those bins are available at our cost that they could pay what is it 15 15 dollars per bin if somebody wants to buy a new one uh if you have been recycling or you haven't those are good strong bins to to use but they're you know everybody can keep theirs you can do whatever you want. You keep your bin. You can keep using it. You can use something else because now it doesn't matter doesn't what matter. you put it in. You can take 
a cardboard box and take everything and then throw the cardboard box away. So in some respects, it, it could be easier, although you have to go there. Now, when we look on the bottom of plastic containers, because water bottles go in, uh, milk cartons go in, uh, juice cartons, detergent bottles, things like that, any sour cream, cottage cheese, those can all go in. They have to be rinsed, of course. But isn't, isn't there, there are numbers on the bottom. There's, what do you take and what don't you take? If it's a number one, a number two, or a number five, it goes in the recycling. If not, it has to go in the trash. Okay. So we should have been checking that all along, but now yes, be incredibly Yes, otherwise it gets, it's a contamination, and someone has to pull out the, the non-recyclable plastics. And then, of course, glass is pretty simple. Now, well, some places they take colored and clear are we going to are we going to have colored and clear? Is it all together? No, it can all be together as long as it's either a glass bottle or a glass jar, something that was used for a food container. Like plate glass is not acceptable. Mirrors are not acceptable. Oh well, old yeah. windows are not acceptable. It has to be a food container type. Uh, so like all the wine jugs I've been wine bottles yes, I've been offloading uh-huh. those green yeah. and clear depending green and on clear. if you're drinking depending red or white. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Sounds very good. What things can't we put in? You just mentioned plate glass, window glass, mirrors. Light bulbs, um, food scraps, any scrap metal. They just have to be only, again, tin cans, aluminum cans that are food containers. It says here milk cartons. That's that, the, that's the, those are wax. Those are wax coated. Right. So, so they, one more reason, if you can. What about an orange juice carton? Is that wax coated? Yes, it is. Oh, darn yes. it. So one more reason to pick... A plastic jug if you're into recycling rather than a wax coated. Because now that seems so silly. You know, that cardboard could have been recycled, but they put that wax on it. Yeah, well, if they didn't put the wax on it, it wouldn't hold the liquid. Yeah, you know what? That's why I'm not the city engineer, because about two seconds before you said that, I figured it out myself. Yes. So did I get any credit? Any credit you for do. figuring it out yes, myself? Okay. The light bulb goes on. It's very dim, and it's late sometimes, <laughs> but it, it does go on. So, um, of course, your garbage, your electronics, your yard waste. That's Don't right. get these things confused. Right. Will we still have curbside yard waste pickup this year, Mr. Mayor? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but obviously that's seasonal. That hasn't started yet. Correct. Okay, and of course our garbage will still be picked up. And if you really don't want to recycle at all, I mean, you don't. You're under no onus no to. Onus. You can just throw everything in the bag, and they'll take it away for you. Correct. One couple of things I want to add that are not acceptable that people often mistake mistakenly put in the garbage. Uh, the, excuse me, the recycle bins would be styrofoam. Styrofoam. The city does not recycle styrofoam. We don't have that capability. Those little peanuts. Yeah, and the plastic bag. So the, when you go to the grocery store, the plastic, that film, the film uh, gums up the equipment that Quincy Recycle has. So we cannot recycle plastic bags. Those need to be returned to the grocery stores where they can recycle them. And that gets confusing because people say, oh, I always take mine to the grocery store. We always do. Yeah. But they think, well, then it must be recyclable. I'll just put it. But no, it's not. That's a special process just for those grocery store bags. That's correct. So you can't put a grocery store bag. That kind of filmy, thin plastic cannot go in your plastic recycle. That will That's gum up the works. Right. Yep. Quincy Recycle is where all this is eventually going, right? Correct. Is that your offload? And, um, of course, keeping it clean and sprucing that up who's which department is in charge of that is that like street department or who's going to make sure there's not a big mess at these places 
Uh, well, that would be the central services department. We have a, a contract hauler who will be servicing the bins and hauling them down to Quincy Recycle and returning empty bins. But the central services crews will be, so the garbage recycle old crew will be keeping an eye on the sites and making sure those are kept in a neat and tidy uh, manner. Okay. So if you know if we see any problems or report any problems, central services central services is one to call. Yep. place to go, Mr. And, and Mayor. Yeah. We're going to have uh, our crews visit these sites on a regular basis just to make sure. We, we'd rather catch a problem before somebody, you know, one of the residents calls to complain about something with that. So sure. we'll be monitoring that. What is? Let's talk money real quick. Just give me the the breakdown. How much are we saving by going to this? people do it yourself uh recycling bins at three locations so i based on the contract that we signed with the hauler we're expecting a reduction of about three hundred thousand dollars per year in operating expenses and then there's as the mayor mentioned previously there's the savings of not having to buy the recycle trucks which probably now are the three trucks that we would need to replace in the next couple of years, those are probably over one million, probably about one point one, one point two million. That so we're you're saving. talking about a fire truck. I mean, you can yes. buy a fire truck with what you're going to save on the recycle trucks. And Correct. you know, I think it's really important because just the other day on the Mary Griffith show, we had a caller who's you know upset, as a lot of people are, that they're not going to have curbside recycling. And I think you know they had plenty of open forums. Plenty of people came and expressed their opinions. Um, very many people were against this. The city council voted to do it anyway, and I think you can see why it's a monetary issue. It's not like, oh, we hate recycling, we want our planet to be trashy. It's, we have X amount of dollars, and this is how we have to spend them, and this is how our city council has chosen to spend this. Now, when these recycling trucks, are we going to sell those? Are we going to keep them? What are we going to do with those, Mr. Mayor? Yeah, we'll be able to sell those. They're still usable in smaller communities. Smaller businesses may uh, see value in picking, you know, one or all three of these vehicles up. Uh, The other side that I wanted to point out, outside the financial savings that Jeffrey just discussed, uh, we have the crews that have been assigned to recycling for the last several years they are moving into central services, so they're going to help with more concrete projects, more nuisance abatement projects. So none of our staff that was working at the city are losing their positions. They're being reassigned, uh, so we're going to see an increase in services out of other central services departments. Okay. Well, I want to thank Jeffrey Conti for coming by today. It wasn't so bad, was it, Jeff? No, no it's okay. You'll have thank to you. come back. <laughs> and, Mr. Mayor, before I let you go, I have to ask you a question about the controversy that's kind of clouding the city council now, this police and fire uh, uh, organization. What do you call it? The commissioners. Commission, yeah. You're having some difficulties. You haven't been happy, perhaps, with the way that our fire chief and police chief were selected. You haven't been happy with a few things going on on the commission. You're trying to, which is your purview, to change the uh, the members on that. You're running into some resistance. Um, what what do you say to those out there who are saying, why all of a sudden do we have all these problems? This has got to be killing morale in the police and fire department. Well, the the commissioners have assigned duties. They the, the 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 three commissioners are responsible for the hiring, the discipline, and the uh, 
firing of all police officers and all fire uh, fighters, no matter what the position, what the level. Uh, so that is unchanged no matter who's on the commission. The, the mayor has the sole responsibility of appointing or reappointing commissioners. So that we have commissioners, they have set terms, and when they come up, I evaluate, uh, like I did last year, do I want to retain, do we want to bring somebody on? I've had people uh, that have looked at all of the uh, different committees, There's, and, and I can't tell you how many people I've had to place on committees or commissions since I've been mayor. Uh, I think the, the three most significant would be the three aldermen. So again, I went through the alderman process. I appointed uh, Kelly Mays. Uh, the next alderman was Patty Maples. And then the, the most recent alderman that was appointed was Brianna Rivera. And all those had a process to go through. And I can assure you that in each of those cases, not everybody agreed with the position, but we got those positions approved. Never did I have any strings attached to any of those appointees as to, gee, if I appoint you as an older person, you're going to have to do this or this or this. You could ask any of them. There's no strings attached. Last year, I appointed uh, Commissioner uh, McLaughlin to go in the fire a police commissioner. Same thing. Uh, there's no strings attached. And I think nobody's talking about it, but I think this last year that uh, he's been on the commission, the, the Police and Fire Commission, I think the Police and Fire Commission has continued to operate fine. Nobody's had a complaint with it. Uh, there's also some discussion about the chief, Adam Yates. i got to tell you, I, it's been a pleasure working with Adam Yates during the interim process uh, You know that, that he was. He's, he is the chief. He's full-fledged chief of police. And I've worked with him. We were meeting weekly uh, during his time. He's a professional. He's working, um, you know, on the areas, anything that I've suggested, hey, let's focus on this. I mean, I ask him, how can we get a bigger presence of police in the community, okay? Instead of just having six people on a typical shift out there, can we get seven? What can we do? to get more police presence. Uh, and so he was working on different things with that. So I don't have a complaint at all with either chief. Um, so I'm not exactly sure where that's coming from. And, um, you know, by appointing somebody else to the commission, will it change? Look, the only people that can change the responsibilities of the Fire and Police Commission are the state legislator or the city council. Okay, the mayor can't, the commissioners can't, it's set. So, so you're unequivocally, unequivocally saying, I can't talk, that like Angela Caldwell is not like your hand-picked girl to be your sycophant to do exactly what you want to do once she's put on the police and fire commission. No, she's not. She's got, a, I think, a, an extremely strong background. She's a quality person. Uh, she has a... Um, so this is really more, I mean, I think what I'm getting at is that nobody is against Angela Caldwell as a human being. She I certainly is so. very well qualified. This has become a political fight now that involves you and some other people, and so it's really become a case of politics. Right. So you and the others that don't want to play 
with each other are going to have to figure it out on your own. Well, I'm willing to meet with them where it is, but there's no sense saying, um, you know, the mayor's doing this, this, this. No, I've been clear. I, I, I don't have any strings attached with, you know, with what I'm doing. Nobody's asked me until you right now, Mary, as to what's going on. And, again, any other time you've asked me a question, I try to be honest and forthright with you, and I'm doing that right now. You have. I mean, that was the question, you know, was did you pick people because they would be your little minions and do exactly what you say, and you've you know, said I, no. You know, I've got to tell you, the people that really know me best, Mary, will, uh, and I believe this is the case, I'm in a political position, but I'm not a politician, okay? I'm working on behalf of the taxpayers trying to find a way to make government, specifically the city, more efficient and spending either less dollars or spending the dollars that we need to spend as wisely as we can. That's my goal. Okay, outside of that, do I, I didn't come in with any uh, aspirations or any agenda to say I want to get rid of this, this, this. No, I'm just trying to find a better way of running uh, the city government more efficiently. And because of that, I've had some hiccups, okay, because politically it's not uh, acceptable to some. You didn't, but you didn't learn how to play that political game, Mike. You got to get, got to get some back training on it's that. It's only in the second year. I've, I've got a couple more years, Mary. Okay. Well, I thank you for always coming on here and being very straightforward and and clear to my listeners. And I do appreciate you having you on. I have to ask you a tough question every once in a while, but you answer. I warned very Jeffrey well. about that. Yeah, Jeff said never. They're going. God, they got to stop me. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you both get back to work at your high-paying city government jobs. We are back, Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Don O'Brien has been patiently waiting to get on. He's with the Better Business Bureau, and we always appreciate his time that he gives us. Uh, You've got a local scam that happened before Valentine's Day. Unfortunately, we're so used to buying things online now, and that sometimes is a good practice. So I look up and I find a great florist in Quincy, Illinois. The only problem is... Didn't really exist, did it, Don? They didn't exist here in Quincy, <laughs> Illinois. No, this, this is a, this is a good. I think that's a good teaching point for a lot of people because I know, Mary, and I'm sure you have done this before too. And that you you may have bought, you may bought, you know, somebody maybe you you know passes away, or maybe you have a graduation or somebody from somewhere far flung. Let's say Tallahassee, Florida, and you look up Tallahassee, Tallahassee, Florida florist. You find one that purports to be the number one florist in Tallahassee. Like, sounds good to me. That's who I'm going to go with. And um, that, again, they may or may not be there. You don't have any local knowledge there. And what happened in this instance is we had a woman from southeast Iowa who wanted to buy a floor arrangement for one of her friends here in Quincy. And she looked up on the Google machine, Quincy, Illinois Florist. Up pops this uh, this business called Rogers Florist. says it's the number one florist in Quincy. You've lived in Quincy for a very long time. Never heard of Rogers Florist. Never heard of Rogers Florist. I've not lived in Quincy as long as you, but I also have not heard of Rogers Florist. Rogers, oh, but they exist, unfortunately. They do. They're actually located, allegedly, in Medford, New York. Um, and they have, I, I even did this for Hannibal, too. I went Hannibal Mall Floors, and they, the same thing pops up, where they purport to be the number one floors in Hannibal. And what they do is they, they, they put attractive prices out on their um, uh, on their displays, their, their floor displays. And what they do is they charge you a convenience fee if you use them. To get you know to get their money, and sometimes we got we at BBB. This is an F-rated company out of F-rated. F-rated with get this 
nearly 500 complaints in tw- in the last 12 months alone um, that they've received. So, again, they purport to be around 15 years. They have these beautiful floral arrangements on their website. Everything looks good. If you were to just, again, randomly stumble upon this, you'd be like, you know what? That sounds like it's a good place to be. Well, our person in Southeast Iowa, she ordered the arrangement. Uh, she decided that once she was told the um, delivery date, that was too late for her, so, so she canceled her order. And then she never got her money back. They never refunded her. Uh, so fortunately, she used a credit card, which was good. So she's now going through that process of trying to get her money back through the credit card company. So, um, you know, we see these types of problems around the three major flower holidays, Valentine's, Mother's Day, Christmas. And this is a Christmas time one. She was trying to f- buy buy a floor arrangement for a friend for Christmas. So, um, and it just goes to show you that just because you you know when you do those very vague searches on Google or Bing or whatever your search engine is, you can get steered rather easily into these things because this was a targeted ad that they bought. They bought one of the top prime spots for that Quincy, Illinois florist. Same thing. If you do Hannibal Mo Flores, the same thing comes up, and you can see the same company there. And if you want to find the best lawyers in your town, there are always these really good-looking people, and I've been around a long time, and none of them are lawyers in Quincy, Illinois. But if you click on there, I'm sure that some kind of bait will come up. So this is so devastating. Because yes. in the old days, you used to go to FTD or whatever. You'd yes. try to send something in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I would call the FTD yep. florist here, and they would take care of it. The problem is we are becoming more and more and more online. So after she found out Rogers Florist was number one, she should have taken the next step and looked up Rogers Florist on BBB. Correct, uh, and that's a hundred percent. So BB, I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because that's what I was going to say. Is it's that, not that the internet is bad? No. but you have to verify what yes, you find. Yes, you it. have to go to the right spots. BBB.org. You know, again, if you're if you're buying that floor arrangement in Tallahassee, Florida. Do Tallahassee, Florida, uh, do a search on BBB.org. You can find anything on there. And uh, you can find florists. You can find accredited florists. You can find people who really do the real, the real deal. Um, so, again, we see this floor arrangements. Other things we see this for, if you do kind of uh, random, let's say you get your, let's say you're in St. Louis and you get, um, you get, you, you lock your keys in the car and you do St. Louis locksmith. Well, you're also going to get routed. They also, those types of businesses also buy targeted ads on these search engines to get you to go to them rather than reputable people. We also see this on garage doors as well, uh, and garage door repair uh, sometimes, especially in bigger cities. Maybe not so much here in Quincy. Yeah, you know, the problem is, you know, if you're local and, you know, everybody's probably heard of doors and more. Yes. And so, you know... It's like the number one is, you know, Bill's Door Company. Yeah. You know, it's like, really? I yeah. never heard of Bill's Door yeah. Company, but they're number one, huh? But again, this woman, not familiar with Quincy, right. thought, okay, well, that sounds good. They've got good prices. So, again, that's something that happened to her, but it can certainly happen to all of us because I know that I've done it. I know you've done it. I know I'll do it again. Where I'm looking for floor, to send floor arrangements to other places in, in the world, or in America at least. And, uh, again, BBB.org, like you said, is a great place to go to try to find legitimate ones. One thing that came up today, Kwame Raoul, the Attorney General of Illinois, was very concerned about people wanting to help Syrian and Turkish earthquake refugees. The problem is we have to be critically careful of sending money there because, mm-hmm. again, we want to be humanitarian and help all. Yes. But Syria and Turkey don't have the best interest of the United States at heart. and We don't want any of our money that we're supposed to be feeding poor children going to buying arms so they can shoot our men and women in Correct. uniform. And this is... So 
tragic. We want to help. But, again, you can go through legitimate things like the Red Cross, yes. stuff like that. Don't go to Turkey, Syria, Relief that was Dot just started yes. 14 mm-hmm. days ago that you have no idea where that money is. You really got to be careful with your GoFundMes as well. Um, oh, God. You know, we just had the... Um, the situation down St. Louis where the, where the young lady, the volleyball player, was injured in an accident and lost both of her legs. And now the, you know, that's the firestorm of controversy down in St. Louis. She's got to go fund me. Uh, I'm not sure whether they verified it or not, but it had like $130,000 to it. Uh, when I checked it, I believe it was on Tuesday. So, uh, again, if you're going, if you want to give to these things, if, uh, you know, the, what was, what happened in Ohio, the, um, the, the drain derailment, the, the drain derailment, yeah, yeah. That you want to help people out there. Again, yes. Go, the Red you know, Cross or United Way can help them. Correct. The toxic gas GoFundMe page. You know, uh, what happened down in um, Texas at Evaldi, I think it was, mm-hmm. one family received over $3.5 million from the GoFundMe mm-hmm. page. Now, again, as long as... But you think to yourself, they got it, but then their neighbor didn't. You know, it's like whoever has the best PR person well, can start a GoFundMe page. Mm, and did they really get it? How much of it was taken for administrative expense? S- this stuff is so suspect. Yeah, some of these crowdfunding websites are now doing a lot better job of vetting some of those um, vetting some of those campaigns that are that are placed on their thing, they will they will verify it and say yes, this is the family or this is the official town. Uh, I know in Uvalde they tried to get a town wide you uh, uh, GoFundMe so that way they could try to try to distribute that evenly. But uh, you know things are going to happen. Uh, there's a story, that, a really weird story about, um, and I don't know if you it came across. I should have sent it to you. Uh, up in up in the Quad City part, the Iowa part of the Quad Cities, a young lady claimed to have had cancer, and she started to go fund me because she had all these problems with cancer and it spread all over, and it was just a terrible story for a 22 year old kid. Totally made it up. Totally made it up. You know, folks, we are dealing with um, some really, really competent scam artists, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it hurts all of us because we know some people who could really use our help. Always go to the better. Business Bureau. Don't give anybody anything until you're sure it's BBB. And if you met somebody before Valentine's Day who is lonely just like you and you've (laughs) been communicating with them and now they want to come and see you, but they need $10,000 cash for Mm -hmm. the ticket and the travel, don't send it to them. No, no. Don, thank you so very much. We're out of time. Always appreciate when you stop by. Thank you. It's always great to have you here. Appreciate you having me.